0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And if you've been thinking about having an affair this summer, a little (laughs) summer-loving had me a blast until my wife figured out what was going on. (laughs) Now I lost half of my stuff. (laughs) Tell me more, tell me more. (laughs) Top 20 Canadian cities for summer affairs. This was released by the cheater website Ashley Madison. These guys are still around, huh? Yeah, if you're looking for a discreet uh, cheating arrangement, it's a website to go to. Number 20 on the list, Hamilton, Ontario. Whoa.
1: You know, that seems how it would be like number 10, number 11 biggest cities in Canada. It's overachieving or underachieving,
0: Meaning that people are faithful. Better. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah, that's a good sign. If you're a
0: married person who doesn't want to have an affair, this is good news that <laughs> yes. Hamilton is at number 20 and it's not in the top 10.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: However, look who is in the top 10. London, Ontario at number 9. Oh, not great. Could be
1: worse, but that's not great.
0: So London's at number 9. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, number 8 kind of get it what else is there to do other than have an affair in Saskatoon <laughs> Kingston Ontario number 7 Edmonton is number 6 number 5 Kitchener Waterloo
1: oh they're well i mean two towns put together they're clearly doing it yeah
0: it's like the town is cheating on itself with another <laughs> town Kitchener Waterloo number 5 Guelph, Ontario. Wow, still same area. Interesting. Yeah, everyone in Guelph is on their high horse, thinking their town's so great. Well, not if you're trying to be monogamous. <laughs> it's not. Fredericton. Now is I'm surprised three.
1: by Fredericton because I feel like everybody knows everybody's business out there. Yeah. So you would, or, or I guess maybe you would need the website to make it more discreet.
0: But this isn't people who use Ashley Madison, is that how they do it? Oh I the most it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the it's the city with most summer signups. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so if you want to be discreet, you you go to the website. The if website you,
1: that releases which towns are doing it.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, like If you don't want to be discreet, <laughs> yeah. you just go to a kitchen party. Put your keys <laughs> in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Barrie, Ontario, number two. Really? And number one on the list of cities with most summer affairs, Saint John Newfoundland. yeah, not to
1: be confused with St John, New Brunswick, I think, or Nova Scotia, I forget, but there's two that are very closely <laughs> see this this Ashley Madison I I haven't thought about this website in a while, and uh, last time we checked in on old Ashley Madison, I think they had realized that. Somebody had busted them that they had been like mostly bots, or they right. had been like a lot of like fake, they had been fake making women.
0: fake hot milf profiles. Yeah, yeah, the, all the dudes singles in <laughs> yeah. your area looking for love, but yeah, just like yeah, the guys were all, gu- all yeah, signing up. All the guys were real, and
1: like ninety <laughs> percent of the women were fake. So I wonder, this could be the most uh, men who are looking for affairs.
0: Maybe they've changed their business model, or Perhaps. maybe this list is just. The most suckers in the summertime are in St. John's, yeah. Newfoundland.
2: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I was in uh, London, Canada. Um, they have one. And doesn't that kind of bother you a little bit? Like when a barely city is like, let's just name it after an awesome city. <laughs> And they have the nerve to ask you, like, how do you like London? The real one or this turd you put in a dress? Because... <laughs>
0: Tom Segura, he, uh, he did a good little riff about London, Ontario on one of his comedy specials uh, years ago. I was tweeting at Tom on the weekend, Jim, because mm-hmm. we, we had him on the air. After that special debuted on Netflix, and and he ripped on London, Ontario, and one establishment in London in particular, the Beef Baron Adult Entertainment Bar, (laughs) he went off on the beef.
2: So, we're leaving London, Ontario, Canada, it bothers me just to say it, and we're headed back to Toronto. Toronto and we passed by a strip club named Beef. Now, yeah, your hearing is working just fine. There's a strip club named Beef. I mean, can you even wrap your head around the confidence a young lady has to have just to audition at Beef? Like, just to be like, I know they're hiring at Diamonds, but I'm more of a Beef girl. Like, that is... It's such an aggressive name, even for a casual conversation, you know, to be like, oh, you strip? Where do you strip at? Beef. What goes on there? Pretty intense. Actually, we recommend you start your night at a different strip club and graduate to beef.
0: I was on Facebook Marketplace. You know, I like to peruse, Jim. Sure. Do a little a little window shopping. And I noticed somebody was selling an item with the title Man Cave Gold. <laughs> and I had to do a double take. I'm like... Is that the sign from the Beef Baron Strip Club? Now, it, it, Tom Segura in his bit, he says the strip club's called beef. That's cause on the sign, the word beef is enormous. Yeah, yeah. Baron is is in a little tiny font. Yeah. Not to be confused with the steak joint in Niagara Falls, by the way. Which is crazy that those two can exist and there's
1: no <laughs> copyright issues, but whatever.
0: Well, apparently the beef baron is going through a rebrand. <laughs> And they've taken the, the signs down because this sign was for sale. It's got the word beef, big, like, neon-looking letters. It's got a picture of a lady in a bikini on there. Gentlemen's Club Non-Stop Exotic Dancers. It's funny. I tweeted the picture out, and somebody re- replied. Shout out to Cybertronian Beast on Twitter. Apparently, the non-stop exotic dancers stopped. Oh, no. <laughs> and sad. I replied... Mr. Simpson, this is the most blatant case of fraudulent advertising since my suit against the film, The never-ending Story.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> little Lionel Hutch. Uh, anyways, I saw this, and I contacted the guy. The seller? Who was selling it. Yeah. Because my plan was, oh, my God, let's buy it, and Taz and Jim can ship the Beef Baron sign to comedian Tom Segura, who now has blown up and become one of the premier voices in comedy around the world, right? Yeah. Um, he can put it up at his podcast studio, that's you know, what, or that's, Man Cave. That's what I was thinking. So I contacted the guy. He's like, ah, oh, sorry, I, I sold it. He goes, I got over 100 messages in an hour, people <laughs> trying to buy this thing. Did he say who he was? Was he the owner of the place or just a fan of art? I don't know if, if he was the owner of the establishment or if he was involved in the establishment or if he was just the sign guy that was hired to yeah. take the sign down. The demo guy, maybe. I didn't ask any questions, but <laughs> but it's
1: sold. Oh, that's a shame because there's a lot of comments. I posted the picture of the the posting on the Facebook marketplace, and a lot of people are saying, That needs to be in a museum. That's what Devin says. Um, Ivan goes, I saw this, and I offered the guy 700. I thought it'd be a perfect Father's Day gift for dear old dad. (laughs) And Brandy goes, she posted a picture in the comment section on Facebook, and she says, I have the famous Flesh Gordon sign in my backyard already. This would be a nice match, Uh, because that is
0: also a defunct. Strip club from London, Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize the there was that was like a uh, a thing. A strip club sign collector. So sure. she must be pretty disappointed that she didn't land the beef. I mean the jewel of the collection would be if you ever got the sundowner sign.
1: Oh man, in Niagara? That's a legendary yeah. spot. If it could talk. <laughs> Probably scream. <laughs> It would probably cry through the night. (laughs) This
0: is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you got to post this story on the uh, Facebook page. Flight attendant charged for bomb threat to stop her ex's vacation. (laughs) A bit
1: extreme.
0: 270 passengers and the crew were rushed off an airplane in uh, Buenos Aires. And bomb squads were dispatched after they received a call. They figured out that it was a hoax. According to authorities, it was a woman, Daniela Carbone, 47 years old. She was charged last Tuesday in Buenos Aires with aggravated duress, public intimidation, and obstruction of a public service. According to the cops... She called in the bomb threat to stop her ex-boyfriend from flying to Miami with his new girlfriend.
1: Now that's a way to make your ex-lover jealous. Going any going to Miami specifically with your yeah, new the person first vacation after oh, the breakup. It's it's
0: tough, but yeah. not doesn't warrant a bomb threat. <laughs> of course not. So post the story and ask the question. And if you have if you want to answer this right now you can call or text us but we'll get into this on tomorrow's show. What is the most vindictive thing that your ex has ever done? Yeah, interesting cuz there's a lot of petty people out oh. there. I don't know if I don't know if there's anything that can match this. Maybe there is. Maybe there's something that can surpass it.
1: I love when somebody makes like a big effort like this, like calls in a bomb threat, but doesn't think anything through. Like, this flight attendant who called in the bomb threat made the call from her daughter's cell phone. (laughs) 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 This will shake the authorities! (laughs) Like, come on! Do Do a... Phone booth.
0: like We've all seen the movies. I'm not going to use my own phone because I don't want to go to jail. But if my daughter goes to jail, who cares? (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Another human job taken over by technology. Oh, no. Songwriting. The Grammys actually had to change their rules. Uh, Over the past week, they announced that only humans are eligible to win Grammy (laughs) Awards. Now, the reason is because AI, man, like this is, it's crazy how quickly AI technology seems to be snowballing here and developing. The Academy says, quote, a work that contains no human authorship is not eligible in any category moving forward at the Grammys. Hmm. Now, a song can still use some AI, but the human creator has to have a meaningful contribution to the music or lyrics. How would you ever prove if they did or not? You can just do it in your pri- privacy of your own home. You, right. you
1: can't reverse engineer it and see if...
0: It's, it's like a kids writing uh, their exams and essays right now. Yeah. How, how do they know that it's not AI?
1: They do sometimes because it, often AI will lift complete passages out of either Wikipedia or other sources. Right. So you can find out if it has there been... There
0: is AI detection software yes, and there. That, but
1: that's usually if it only picks up sections that are already existing on the internet, so if there's some plagiarism. But lyrics, I mean, all you have to do is move a couple things around and who knows?
0: Weird Al, you know I love Weird Al. On the weekend, he uh, retweeted this story, only humans are eligible for AI awards. AI is not eligible and he uh, tweeted, Ugh, I keep telling them I am human because it said AI is not eligible to win Grammys oh. and it looks like it says Al. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's some collateral damage here that they didn't consider saying that only humans can win Grammy Awards. What about the poor Jingle Cats? <laughs> 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 right? They're not AI. Those are real cats. Yeah, yeah.
1: They put in a lot of work.
0: Why punish them? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You never know if you're going to turn the corner and the street's going to be shut down for construction, right? Truly, yeah. Construction's pretty bad uh, all over the place. and Jim, you learned that the hard way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was actually driving in here for the uh, dad bod pageant. I was in a great mood, and I was like, this will be fun. Looking forward to it. And I went through a, a construction spot that had one lane open so you could still get through. And there was one of those areas where the asphalt has been dug up a little bit. So there's like a four-inch drop onto the sub, gotcha. whatever sub road, yeah. and then back up to the asphalt. So I went over that a little too quickly and heard like a big clunk from the back end of my car, and then I said, oh, I hope that's just my golf clubs shifting around back there. <laughs> and then I took a Donk. right turn, and there was some more clunking, and I said, this isn't good. And then uh, after I got home, I still limped it home, and then I took my flashlight from my cell phone and looked under there, and there was like, I don't know what it is, whether it's the strut or something, but there is a large piece of metal from the frame, essentially. Something snapped. Yeah, like, the bottom of my car has been rusty for a while, and multiple mechanics have told me that over the last five years, like, it's looking pretty gross down there, because I've had to have a a few parts welded back on, but this is like a strut that goes from the tire to the axle. I don't know much about cars, but it's like... It's something that looks semi-important. Well, there's a bolt, like a huge bolt that connects it back to the axle, and it has fallen off of that giant bolt, and at this point, I think it's a write-off, because the 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 lights are out. Like, it, it's the, yeah. it, there's like five things wrong with it. I've been that thing owes you nothing about. though. You've had a good run. Yeah, it's a 2010. Uh-huh. It only had 180,000 kilometers on it, I think, but it was like city kilometers when you bought it. It had 180 on it. No, now it does. It okay. had like 75, but it was a 2010. It, it did. It did well for me. But uh, I also haven't uh, put a new license sticker on since tw- March 2020, which I feel very good about right now.
2: <laughs>
0: Got away with that one. Well, you don't announce it on the radio. Well, it's too
1: late now. The car's getting scrapped. <laughs> but you don't drive
0: it. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. haven't been driving it for the past two years, Exactly. Right,
1: now it's being scrapped, and I owe you nothing.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I, I look forward to seeing what you... What you end up in well, it Looks I, I like you're ho- in
1: the market For a new vehicle What I'm really disappointed in I was hoping to put this thing In a demolition derby You know what I mean? Right. Maybe uh, Swan like, song Either Burford, Ontario Which has a big one Or Mitchell has a big one uh, Well maybe one, we can
0: Duct tape that That thing back on and As long as you get out there Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah What I like is zip ties Or I forget what they're called But they're the uh, oh, They're almost like a zip tie But metal And you can screw them In to tighten them I, I don't even know But you could wrap a few Around there And
0: maybe All you work. need is some Gorilla glue and some flex tape from what I understand about the internet that's all you need if infomercials have taught me anything we can Mm -hmm. have that thing back up and running in no time (laughs) Devin Peacock is our sports guy he's here with us hey let's uh, go to basketball here Michael Jordan, I think he's going to be okay in retirement after uh, an investment he made paid off big time over the past week.
3: So in 2010, he uh, put $275 million in to get a majority share of the Charlotte Hornets. He has now sold that majority share. He's going to retain minority ownership, but he sold his majority share of the Hornets for $3 billion. (laughs) So that's 10 times the initial investment in 13 years. Wow. Which is incredible. That's that's crazy. Especially when you consider over those 13 years, they've made the playoffs only twice. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, like, I don't think I read an article. was like, Michael makes a move or something, saying that, like, oh, look how much of a genius he is. But he didn't really do anything. He just sat on a commodity and waited for it to grow. It's like real
0: estate, you know? You
1: invest
3: yeah. in something and let it uh, flourish. You're
0: a genius because you bought a house 10 years ago. Well, I needed somewhere to live.
3: <laughs> but here's the thing at a certain point, like, the, the Hornets are valued at $1.7 billion by Forbes. So the guys that have bought this have almost doubled the valuation of the Charlotte Hornets. What does that
0: do for a good team?
3: What does that do for a good team? But also, at what point is there like a limit? So like there's also you know, the, the, some of the, the genius and the smarts comes in knowing when to sell mm-hmm. and Michael Jordan has picked a really good time to sell because are the Charlotte Hornets ever going to be worth $10 billion? Like, like if the Hornets are worth $3 billion, what are the Knicks worth? Yeah. You know, what are like, what are the Dallas Cowboys the worth? What are the New York Yankees? Man, you all Toronto these Toronto Maple like, Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs. All these franchises that have global followings would be loving this as well. It doesn't have to be in basketball or not. An incredible turnaround for Michael Jordan.
0: Well, Michael Jordan's the kind of guy he, and this would be a great position to be in, where you could just be uh, super rich if you hoarded your old crap. (laughs) Did you see Michael Jordan's flu game sneakers sold Uh, earlier this month at auction for $1.38 million U.S. for a pair of his shoes that he signed. (laughs) And may have thrown up on. (laughs) (laughs) A cool story, though. He had given them to uh, the ball boy after the game. He gave them to the Utah Jazz ball boy who he had a little relationship with every time he came to town he'd help Michael Jordan out with stuff and he said here have these shoes wow <laughs> 1.38 million dollars i hope he didn't sell it like the ball boy i wonder if it's
1: the original ball boy who sold that because if he would have sold it for 10 grand 10 years ago yeah. oh man and then you find Let's it with the mill
0: no he it wasn't the ball boy this time Aww. The ball boy sold them back in 2013. I don't know what they went for back then. I was
1: I would guess a, maybe a hundred thousand,
0: couple but that, hundred. But thousand? I think I
1: think the documentary Last Dance made that moment for more sure. epic. And uh, he now that he's like talking about it openly, the the shoes are going to go through the roof.
3: That would really cheat. Like if you're the ball boy though, you're seeing it going for. Even if you made like a good. Right,
2: if he made $250,000. But
1: but if he used that money to buy a house, and now his house is worth it. So, you know, time and place. Or if he bought a piece of the (laughs) Charlotte Hornets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's doing really good. Thanks, Dave. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This was a funny moment on the weekend for me, Jim. I I played a little poker game at my buddy Drew's. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Drew. Love that guy. Saturday night, he had a bunch of guys over, and a few of the guys were were having a great time. I was drinking water at the poker table. Really trying to win, huh? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Topping everybody's (laughs) drinks up. Hey, you guys good? Can I get you another one? Yeah, I'm going to the fridge for a fresca. (laughs) Anybody need anything?
0: But a bunch of the guys wanted to go downtown. When the game ended, we were out in the suburbs, and I said, guys, I haven't had anything to drink. If you want me to drive you downtown, I can do that. They said, sure, Taz. So they hopped in my car, and I drove them downtown, pulled up in front of the bar and let them out. And as they were getting out, another group of four tried to get into my vehicle. (laughs) And then, of course, my buddies, instead of saying, this isn't an Uber, they're like, yeah, best Uber in town, get in, (laughs) this guy's awesome. He's got gum and mints and water. He'll get you where you need to go. So this group tries to get in the car. I'm like, listen, I... I'm not an Uber. I, this, I'm their sober friend. I'm just dropping them off. And the guy didn't believe me, and he started getting angry. Wow. Now, the group trying to get in also had been drinking. And they I'm like... They're like, no, you're you're. Why aren't you going to drive us? I'm like, I'm not an Uber. That's why. Thought about it for a second. I'm like, well, where are you going? (laughs) Yeah, little cash, (laughs) cash job. So they walked around my car. They had the the phone out and they looked at the make of my car and the license plate number. And then the guys like, oh, no, this isn't it. See ya. Have a good night. (laughs) That's hilarious. Because
1: if you there's a certain model of car. Like if you drive any a car that's two years old and black. I yeah. assume you're an Uber drive. That seems to be the most common. It's always a black sedan that's like a 2 or 3 A generic looking yeah. four-door
0: sure. black car. 100%. It made me think, realize like it's if you were if you had bad intentions. Oh yeah. You could get someone in your car pretty easily.
1: It's super easy. All you need is one of those stupid Uber stickers. That's sure, it. You, you can don't get that on even Amazon. need the sticker. Yeah. Yeah. shoe didn't have it. Yeah. Easy. Not that's that we want to give anyone ideas. It's, you can put that together yourself. I don't I, think I think
0: we're... the message is make sure you're getting in the right car, make yes. sure the, the vehicle matches up. Because remember, I got into the wrong Uber. And the guy started taking me to someone else's house a True, couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. <laughs> so, careful. Another reason to double check uh, that you're getting into the right vehicle you could accidentally get into a radio host's car by accident. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the, that's, I'd rather be in a serial killer's car. <laughs> this
0: is the Taz and Jim podcast. Did you have a good weekend? Did you party? I bet you didn't party as hard as William Carlson from the Vegas Golden Knights. He really stole the show. It was a cool thing to see and a brilliant idea. You know, Las Vegas, famous for its nightlife. Why not have the Stanley Cup parade after winning the cup right down the Vegas Strip on a Saturday night? Uh, As expected... It was a bit of a rager, and when the Vegas Golden Knights got to the destination at the end of the parade and got on stage in front of all their fans, it was definitely Carlson who seemed like he had uh, maybe even been doing some pre-drinking before the parade started.
2: And I know you have been here day one, you guys are so amazing. We played Arizona in the first game and we beat the <laughs> out of them. What did you, you played and what I the first game? Arizona. Played I mean. Arizona in the first game and we beat the <laughs> out of them. <laughs> and I had no points, but that's okay because at year one I was pretty great. But you guys. We're greater. <laughs> and we've been up and Uh oh, there goes the mic. They cut
0: his microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Year
2: one was yeah.
0: pretty great. But you guys are greater.
1: He was definitely drunk, but it's also, he has that European accent coming out too. And I have a few buddies that, like, once they get drunk, they sound more, the accent comes out to the forefront. And his did a okay. little more. He said Arizona.
0: Y- you're blaming that on his European accent?
1: I bet <laughs>
2: Played Arizona in the first game. Yeah, okay. And man, we just got him.
1: But like one of the handlers, they always have the media people, and there was a like a middle-aged lady who came up and was grabbing his arm and grabbing his like trying to get the microphone out of his hand.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely
1: trying. Another to get microphone in. got passed yeah. to a
0: player that was more sober. Like, could you please start <laughs> <Yeah>. talking? <laughs> Take over here. I Need mean, a segue. But hey, the guy won the Stanley Cup. Sure, I mean, it's good to see him having a good time, yeah. right? And in Vegas, that guy's sober. You know, <laughs> technically. <laughs>